everyone. Welcome back to What the Fertility Podcast Season 2. This is Amanda, and today we have a super exciting guest on, one I honestly never thought would be on the show, but I'm so excited he's here. I have my husband, Chris, with us. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. Kat and I, I literally remember from our first episode, Kat and I talked um, to like both our husbands, um, Chris and Josh, like would be like, it would be so much fun if all four of us sat down and did an episode together. Well, here we are, season two. That has not happened. So finally convinced Chris to come on. Um, and I'm just so excited to kind of just chat with him and hear his perspective and um just all the things. So yeah, we do need to do the four of us though. Oh, I for sure. Yeah, I need my main man job backing <laughs> me up. Right. Leading me in the trenches out here. Yeah, it's just you this time. So sorry. Um, but no, I'm excited just to, I mean, of course we have, you know, our women on the show all the time and, um, our husbands go through it too. It's not just, I mean, yeah, a lot of the times it's usually like the women that's going through the procedures and the surgeries or the, you know, transfers and all the things, but, um, the husbands go through it too. Yeah. And so I think it's good to hear your, your side of it. Yeah, I'll do I'll do the best I can representing the <laughs> the men out there. Um, but you're right. It's it's something that uh you know I feel like it's perceived that it's just the the woman, right? The woman that goes through everything, that goes through the, you know, the medication, the shots, you know, et cetera. Um, physically, but also mentally, you know, the men may not have to go through those things, but mentally, you know, we battle with it, you know, just as much as you all do as well. For sure. Just, you know, just different. Yeah, it's just different. And I feel like it's probably like an extra layer too, because like you're also trying to be strong for your yeah. like significant other that it's like two sides to it, you know? Yeah. yeah, we always want to make sure that, you know, you all are always our first priority. We want to make sure that you're okay or, you know, as good as you can be, right? We want to support you as best as we can. So we kind of not ignore our feelings and our thoughts, but we definitely, uh, take a, you know, take a back seat to, mm -hmm. you know, making sure our, our women are okay. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, I'm not trying to make a blanket statement. Like obviously every couple is different. Every individual is different. So like, if this does not look like it is in your house, like it's totally fine. Every relationship is different. I would so, say like, it's the majority though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah that's probably true. Um, well, I put on Instagram like a little poll to have like our audience ask us questions. Um, obviously, um, if you guys have listened to our show before, you're familiar with Chris and I's story. Um, we did embryo adoption and we have our sweet boy, Benjamin, who is 18 months. Buddy. Literally crazy how he's so big now. It's insane. I feel like I we like just had him. It's so crazy. Um, but yeah, so we adopted three embryos. And we have our miracle boy and we have two in the freezer, <laughs> as I like to say. Um, and yeah, we're planning to do another transfer next year. So God willing, we will have another baby in the mix. God willing, yes. Um, but yeah, so obviously, like I said, if you if you know us, we've done embryo adoption. Um, if you are new and haven't listened before, welcome. Um, and I just kind of wanted to like talk about how we even decided on embryo adoption and kind of like Chris's thoughts on it. Um, because I kind of took the lead on it, I would say, as I did with like a lot of the IVF stuff. I just kind of like dove head in. Um, I think that's a planner in you. Yeah, no, for sure. I literally had like 
everything played out and like called every single doctor in Charlotte. But it's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, like how we decided on every adoption and just kind of your side of it. I'm curious to like hear it. Yeah, I, I kind of remember that that day when we first got notified um, through the couple on Facebook. It was uh, just surreal. You know, I, uh, never in my wildest dreams that I think something like that would happen. And I think we were just so lucky, right? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but we were contacted shortly after we even heard about oh, embryo adoption. Literally. So yeah, like if you guys don't know, I I do have a whole episode on our on embryo adoption. So like you could always click back and listen to it first just to kind of give you uh, just some like history about everything, like our story, but um super short like version. Um I posted on Instagram, like I joined this Facebook or not Instagram on Facebook. I joined this Facebook group. And I was just like, hey, I just learned about embryo adoption. Like, I don't really understand what it is exactly. I don't know what it is, but I want to learn about it. Like, I'm really interested. My husband and I just like, here are some facts about us. Super simple. And literally within like days, we got like a message on Facebook from this woman. And it literally happened all so fast. And we got three embryos from her, which is so crazy. Freaking Facebook, shout out. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So I remember literally like I was in the car and I got the message and I was like, is this real life? Like, is this true? And I like screenshot it. I sent it to you because I don't think you were home with me. No, I think I was, I may have been working or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, I sent it to you and you were like, wait, is this real? Like, is this, we're not getting like catfished, right? <laughs> um, so crazy, but yeah, I want to hear like, I know obviously you were like all about it oh, yeah, from the get-go. Sure. And it's one of those things where you've done so much research on it already. You already knew, you know, all of our options, you know, you know, outside of embryo adoption, you know, including embryo adoption, you knew all of the options available to us anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I trusted you, you know, and I know you kind of pulled the trigger on it pretty quickly. Yeah, I think um, I literally messaged her back within like 20 minutes and it was like 100%. But let's in, do a, like an interview a call or yeah absolutely and, and but that's just the nature of uh you know infertility is sometimes you have to make very very quick decisions, decisions and you just kind of got to live with it trust your gut and just go with it so I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you did obviously oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh no that's it's so true and I mean, not in my wildest dreams did I ever think we would, you know, have our son basically through Facebook. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just, it's just the whole, the whole thing is just so crazy and we're so grateful. Um, so yeah, every adoption for us is obviously the best thing ever. Um, and if you're like just hearing about every adoption, I know a lot of people don't even know about it. Um, it's so cool. Science is literally insane how you can carry like a baby that genetically isn't yours. It's insane. Like it's wild. Um, but yeah, we're just so excited. But basically the biggest question I think I always get is surrounding embryo adoption is like why we decided embryo adoption versus like using an egg donor, because I was the one like my eggs, I my low AMH diminished ovarian reserve. Like I have the egg issue and obviously your sperm was totally good. Came back flying colors. So I'm a little nervous. <laughs> as I think most men are. I mean, it's like an awkward situation anyway. Like you go into this room and it's like, 
weird. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, but yeah, I um, I remember us talking about it earlier on when we were kind of exploring our options, talking about IVF, talking about donors, you know, best possible outcome for us. And, you know, I think we were both on the same page, fortunately, um, about it was either going to be both of us, right, or none of us, or neither of us. Like and, in terms of like, biologically, it's either going to be you and I, yeah, completely, exactly. or your eggs, my sperm, or neither. Yeah. And I was fine with it. And I think we were also both at the point where, um, not that we couldn't be too, not that you're being picky, but we didn't really have. You were like, give me a baby. I don't care yeah, where we, from, we were, what it looked like, anything, just pop a baby either in me or in my lap. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were kind of, uh, you know, just going to take whatever we could get at that point. Not uh, that we settled for Ben. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. But it was just an opportunity that presented itself. And we it couldn't was, say no. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that's like a big like a really big discussion. It was so easy for us, but I think that could be like a really challenging conversation in a lot of couples, like yeah. in marriages or, yeah. you know, not, you don't have to be married, obviously, but just like in relationships, yeah. if you're going through this. Absolutely. A lot of people want to, you know, quote unquote, you know, pass down the, uh, the last name or the bloodline. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, not God, just this. like, wasn't even a thought for us. I feel like, yeah. Again, I think that was mainly because we were uh, out of options but we yeah were, we were just like ready to just yeah. accept it like yeah. right then and there no for sure okay so one of the other questions that we got was how you supported me like especially through our miscarriage with Shiloh and uh, just through IVF in general uh, you know with all of our failed embryos and all the things that we went through before we went through embryo adoption. And then obviously even, you know, going through that, like how you handled it and supported me and kind of just were a good partner through it. Yeah, it was um, definitely wasn't a lot easier said than done. Right. Because I was working full time. Um, we were also kind of in the midst of uh, IVF. Right. We did get pregnant, obviously miscarried. Uh, and COVID. We were writing COVID. COVID. Right? So a lot of stuff was going on. Because um, we literally miscarried right at the beginning of, of COVID, which actually yeah, March, right? was like a blessing that it happened during that time because you got to be home I did with get me. To be home, yeah. Well, which was like huge. I don't know. So I think I remember because I was in the office because um, I'll, I'll never forget. I think you called me. And I think a, a few days prior, you had kind of started spotting. So we were already a little nervous. And I remember I was at work and you called me and said it was happening. Mm. And I remember I had to leave work and kind of rush over to uh, um, to the doctor's office to meet you. Which I don't think I ever have shared about our, like, our miscarriage. I know I've like talked about like we miscarried, but I don't think I've shared about like what happened at the doctor's office. You remember that? When we went in for the scan? The first ultrasound when we went in a little early, you're talking about? Oh, well, that too. I mean, I feel like there was, with this pregnancy, um, there were so many different things. So like we first, quick story, side note, totally going on a tangent, but we went to um, like a clinic because I wanted to get scanned early because I just like 
this was before we even knew I had any issues or fertility issues or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, after a year of trying, we got pregnant and then, um, we went in at like what, six weeks. I think it was, I think it was like seven. No, I think it was before that. I don't know, whatever weeks it was, but they told us that there was no, like, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. Like it wasn't, there was no heartbeat. There was, it was not like grown as it was supposed to. Right. Yeah. No. And they were very, very blunt. About so it. I remember you were recording. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Trying to be sweet. Yeah, I was trying to get yeah. like a really cute reaction. It's our first pregnancy. We're so excited. Right. This is before, you know, I'm like yeah. hit with all of the like doom that I am for anything now. Like yeah. I'm always convinced that it's like worst case scenario. So this was like before that. And I was like, everything's great. I'm so excited. Yeah. I remember recording and you were looking at the screen and I know I had my phone focused on you, but I was looking at her, mm -hmm. the tech. Yeah. And all I could see was kind of confusion on her face, but also I could sense that in her head, she was saying, oh no. Like, this isn't good. This isn't good. How do I say this to them? Oh gosh. So I immediately put the phone down and just kind of yeah yeah so basically just like a quick version they told us that it was bad news and I like couldn't accept that so I also go to like a at the time I went to um like a holistic like just female doctor um and she was she's also like a licensed OBGYN but she does just like all wellness um for women and so she was like, quickly, she was like, come in, let me scan you. It was like, the same day. It was it? the same yeah, day. You literally went from one doctor's office to the other. I didn't know this first woman. So like, I wasn't, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't we know did, her. Yeah, we, didn't yeah. know, we didn't know. We were kind of just trusting what she said. Like, obviously she was. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I also wrong. will say it wasn't a vaginal. It was on my stomach. Yeah. She did. And usually early on now I know those, they usually do a vaginal ultrasound, not on your stomach until farther along. Anyway, long story short, we go to the, my like actual doctor and instantly everything, she was like, Oh, I see everything. Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, again, that's the beginning of our story, right? We, we didn't know what we didn't know at the time, you know, we didn't know what our journey was going to look like first week or first day, right? We go in for that ultrasound and our hearts were broken and then, and then two, hours, into two hours later all back up again. yeah two hours later we're like so happy we heard again. the best news that we could possibly hear and I feel like it was like that for the first couple of weeks it, it was, was. Like every other week was then I would start spotting and then we'd yeah. go in and they'd be like oh no we still see a heartbeat everything's good like yeah. everything's fine and then we go back again and it'd be like well actually be like a little it were like cautiously optimistic yeah. so no awesome. the worst I think and not to like keep going on a tangent with our miscarriage. So like totally warning alert. If you are triggered by miscarriage or any of the above, stop listening because this is like, I know it could be really hard to hear. So, um, but which was like the worst experience. And I love my doctor's office. I genuinely do. It was just, I think like a mishap and like a slip up. But remember we went into for, I like had to go back to get checked after we already had miscarried. And went back because I was just like still bleeding and they wanted to check that basically I had passed all of the tissue and everything. And we went in the room and she was like, are you guys just so excited? Oh, oh my gosh. Like, are you just, you know, are how are you guys feeling? Like all chipper. And obviously we're devastated. Like we literally are going through, we're like in the midst of the, of grief and just like 
I mean, you, you guys know, like yeah. the feeling going through a miscarriage. Yeah. And looking back on it, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. For sure. You know, they see countless patients every single day, you know. Yeah, it was it was terrible, a terrible experience, but no, I just yeah. like I just I I never have shared that before on here. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it was horrible. We yeah. had to been like, yeah, I think you're in the wrong room because uh this isn't yeah it was obvious that she felt terrible oh no she for sure did um but yeah all that that was a huge tangent but all that yeah of how you supported me going through all of that um it's it's tough right because um you know speaking for me right i can't speak for everybody um but i think a lot of men out there are kind of in the same boat you know we struggle as well. And kind of like we were, what I was saying earlier, mentally and emotionally, we're going through it, you know, right alongside you or you all. Um, but we also have a lot of other stuff going on too, like working, right? Like, unfortunately I still got to work. Right. So, um, you know, I have to, I had to go to work. Um, and it was a little challenging because not that I was struggling, you know, with my work, but, you know, we're going through this, this journey, right? We're going through the worst time of our lives and I have to try and concentrate at work. And like when, put on a brave face. Yeah. And, and kind of what I was saying earlier is like, when I say I had to work, like I had to go to work. Like I had to leave you and yeah. go to work. Cause I was, since it was during COVID, I was still working in the school system at the time, but all schools were closed. Yeah. So we were working I, from home. I wasn't yet home at that time. So yeah. I, I remember having to leave the house and go to work was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, but I knew I had, you know, we also needed the paycheck. <laughs> no, for sure. Too. I mean, we don't have an option, obviously. Right. So I had to support you that way. Right. So. I had to do everything in my power to, you know, do everything I could to focus on work while I was at work and while I was at home, you know, after work and before work, mm-hmm. giving you a hundred percent of my time um, and support that way as well. So there's like the financial support that goes behind it. And then also the emotional support that I needed to give you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing, right? And I think I speak for a lot of, a lot of men out there. We will, of the time, put our feelings aside, our struggles aside, if there's even the slightest notion that you're upset, or you're not doing well, or you need a hug, or whatever it may be. So, but you all also have to understand, we are men at the (laughs) end of the day, we don't think like you guys, right? We don't wear our emotions on our sleeves, right? Not every, I mean, I'm sure some men do. Most men, right? You know, because I think I'm imagining the question, right? Um, Trying to get a a male's perspective on Mm -hmm. it. Somebody may have a a spouse or a husband who may not, you know, they may not feel supported, but that doesn't mean that their husband or their spouse is not supporting them. No, for sure. You know, it's just everybody's a little different, you know, as a man uh, speaking for me. I'm not the same as you, right? I don't express my emotions the same as you do. I don't, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I just think, I mean, not keep bringing it up like our miscarriage. I'm just not like, or even just when we lost our embryos going through IVF and they came back and, you know, they all were 
all the chromosomes, like all the embryos were came back um, abnormal. And like, I remember I sobbed and I was hysterical crying and I don't think you cried. And well, not saying not that, that I wasn't upset. No, but I'm yeah. saying it's just, uh, I think, a prime example of just like different people I didn't have react time, to things. I didn't have time to be upset because I wanted to take care of you. And I think that's a huge like thing. Like, I don't yeah. think I ever, not that I didn't think about it, but I think like you, it's like a double side for you. Like you're wanting to make sure that I'm okay and you want to do everything to be there for me and like hold me and hug me and tell me you love me and we're going to get through this and like be strong for me. But also trying to process your own emotions and your own feelings. Yeah. I mean, there's no like magic, you know, answer. It's just one of those things you got to take every day, you know, one day at a time and just give your best each day. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, the best piece of advice I can give, you know, any man out there who may be in the midst of it right now. Just give yourself a little grace, you know. And just try and go through it together. Try and be on the same page as best as you can. You know, try and support each other as best as you can, right? It's not always just the, you know, the man supporting the woman, right? Or the, you know, it also can be the woman supporting the man. You know, some days are going to be better than others. Mm -hmm. Um, You just got to do your best. Just like meet each other exactly where you're at. Yeah, just give... And I think open communication, I mean, that's going to be huge. I know like sometimes people when they're like obviously hurting or grieving, they kind of like go inward and yeah, don't want to talk about things. But I think in a marriage, especially through fertility, like a lot of marriages don't make it out. Yeah. Communication is key. Um, perspective is key too, right? Like we've talked about this early on. I think this was an early uh, conversation that we had um, recently after we got married is, you know, it's not always 50 50 right mm-hmm. everybody thinks it always has to be 50 50 you know you do 50 percent, i do 50 percent. that's just not the case right some days we're only going to have you know 10 percent or 20 percent to give but you got to make sure that whatever you have to give you're giving 100 percent of that i love right? that so if you only have 20 percent to give that day we'll make sure you're given 100 percent of that 20 percent mm, yeah so, that's so good um Again, some days are going to be better than others, but you just got to give each other some grace. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, couples out there who, like you said, don't make it. Um, and it's uncharted waters for a lot of people. So, well, I think especially because most of the time you do not go into marriage expecting no, to go through this. Not. Like it's supposed to be an easy, fun yeah, We talked about it when we, were, when we were dating, right? We're going to have, you know, this many three kids, kids and, four yeah. kids, right? We're going to live here. We're going to do yeah. this, you know, and then life ha- happens and you get punched in the face, <laughs> but you got to get up. Yeah, it's so true. Keep fighting. Well, I think that kind of like goes into we had somebody ask about um like how husbands can get more involved um yeah which i think you kind of talked about but yeah it's yeah again you can't speak for everybody every relationship is a little different um but you just got to make sure that the community lines of communication are open and that whatever your spouse needs right whether it's you know support right you know financial support um emotional support whatever it is um i think that's the easiest way to get involved is to make sure that you're at least communicating with each other right you know what's on each other's minds and you know what the other needs Mm. at that time right because you know it's going to be different each day 
like I always tried to do my best when we were going through, you know, IVF and all the rounds of medication, you know, one easy way for me to get involved was for your shots. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You did all of my shots for me. Yeah. So it became like a thing we did together. Like it wasn't just me going through it and having to do the injections like alone or to myself. It was like something like this is for our future and it's an us thing. Like it's a we thing. Like, yeah though it's happening to my body, like you still are a part of it. Yeah. And for the women out there, if you're, you know, your partner, your spouse, your husband, they're not as involved as you would like them to be. Again, remember, you got to give them a little, a little uh, leeway. You got to give them some wiggle room. Because again, it's uncharted waters. This may be the first time that they're going through it. Right. So you just got to, you know, I mean, you can tell them. Yeah, like definitely tell them, but you also got to, you know, you know, maybe take a deep breath, take a step back and realize how you're telling them, right? Not saying that you would get get on, you know, give me a hard time at all. I'm just saying if you feel like you have somebody out there, if you feel like your partner or your spouse, or your husband is not as involved as you would like them to be, maybe just sit down and have an honest conversation. Let them know where you're at, mm-hmm. how you're struggling, what, you're, what you are going through. And, and like what an ideal situation looks like for you of being like having your partner involved like what that looks like like sometimes especially mine I hate to break it to you but men can be stupid sorry but you can and like sometimes you really got to break it down and be like I need you to do this like I need this yeah it's like your Starbucks orders right you tell me go get you a you know a white chocolate mocha from Starbucks and that's all you tell me well, you know that they're going to ask me like five other questions, three or four other questions. Do you want that, whipped cream? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? Yeah, take no, it's really cool. it so is true. You got to make sure that you're clearly, you know, communicating with each other and setting the right expectations with each other. For sure. But I also can see it from like a woman's perspective that like you, especially you're pumped up with hormones. I just know like for myself, like sometimes I don't want to have to ask. Like I want you to just like, no, like I just want you to. Yeah. To just give me what I needed or wanted already. Yeah. But but I think this may be, you know, timely, but I think a lot of couples that go through this, for the most part, because um, everybody's a little different out there, but I think a lot of couples are not newlyweds, but they're still kind of early in mm-hmm. their marriage, right? When they first start thinking about kids, right? They first start trying, um, you know, they may be early on in their marriage when they go through this. And you know, it's a lifelong commitment that we made to each other. We have a long time together. We're early on. So we haven't gone through many hardships, right? Mm-hmm. People may not have gone through many hardships. And again, the more more hardships that you go through, you know, unfortunately it, 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 it works like this, but the stronger you come out of them, right? As long as you go through them together and you get through them together, mm-hmm. the more that you can overcome. Oh, for sure. I think we're so much stronger now. Yeah, for sure. So something like this, right? You know, infertility, miscarriage, you know, all the stuff that we're talking about, that is a very challenging task to overcome. Yeah. Again, uncharted waters. So you just got to give each other a little grace to your point. You know, maybe you're pumped up on hormones, right? You know, the men out there just, you know, you get yelled at, you get yelled at. (laughs) Take you, it. You do something wrong. It is what it is. You got to pick and choose your battle sometimes. Um, what is yeah. your family is like saying you, what is that? Like you eat shit for family or something? Yeah, eat shit for family. <laughs> yeah, excuse my French. 
So if you got to eat shit, sorry, you got to. You got to do what you got to do, right? (laughs) Because, you know, again, you know, you guys are going through a lot physically, right? The stuff that we don't have to go through, like Mm -hmm. the medication, the shots, you know, uh, all that, right? You're literally pumping your body. Yeah. At least you did. You were pumping your body full of medication and hormones and this, that, and the third. So naturally... There's going to be some side effects to that. No, for sure. You know, so just got to give them a little grace. No, I agree. But no, I think it's just, you know, important again, just like circling back to just the communication. I think ultimately that's what's going to be the easiest way to both be on the same page, to just be able to talk about it. Yeah. Just got to, again, take it one day at a time. Some days are going to be better than others, but you'll get through it. No, for sure. If you want to get through it, you'll get through it. You just got to go through it together. Definitely not something that one person can do on their own. And it's not like one person can be all in, the other person can be half in. Like you both got to dive in and go through it together. You know, you may not get the results that you want, but it's something that has to be done together. It's so good. Do you have any other advice or any other points you want to talk about? I mean, like I said, you are like our first hubby on the show and for all our, you know, husbands out there and listeners, do you have anything else you want to talk about, share? It's all worth it in the end. At least, you know, it was for us. It's not always going to be the case for everybody, but um i know that you know even if we never had been and we never got those embryos even if we were still battling through it now i know that it would still be worth it on the back end we we would come out of it stronger than ever um and if we can get through that we can get through anything um side note for the you know women and men you know just because you're going through stuff like this, just because you're, you know, going through these hardships doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life at the same time. Again, it's easier said than done sometimes, but you got to find your escape. You know, for me, it was always golf. <laughs> um, now it's Ben's favorite thing to do ever. Yes, which I'm so happy about. You just got to find that escape, right? Not saying you run away from it, but you got to get away every once in a while, clear your mind. Um Men and women both. Well, I think it's easy to get wrapped up into it. I mean, like literally yeah. going through IVF is like a full-time job in itself. Yeah. And it's like, I yeah. mean, it absorbs our whole mind. I I'll be like. honest. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> like planning wise, dealing with doctors, dealing with, you know, schedules, the medication, everything that you had to do. I, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how any woman goes through it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. For sure. But you got to find that escape. You got to get away and um, just try and enjoy the um, the happy times. Mm-hmm. Right. Like still go on the date night. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Still, you know, go out with each other. Right. Still have movie nights. You know, just because you're going through something like this doesn't mean that life stops. Right. And I think for a lot of the people that struggle out there, um, you know, maybe do a little reflecting. And when's the last time you went on a date night? 
when's the last time you took some time to yourself to go, you know, shop or, you know, go play golf or tennis or whatever it is you may do, you know, you still got to do the things that you enjoy and you still got to find that, um, you still got to enjoy the happy times. So true. Yeah. Easier said than done though. No. Yeah. But I think it's something that everyone, it's like an, a task that any, everyone can easily find at least one thing that they can, that they enjoy still, I feel like. Yeah. You may not want to do it, right? You might be going through the thick of it, right? You might be just kind of down in the dumps. You know, you may not want to do it, but, you know, maybe you need to. I'm so happy you're on. Yeah, this was fun. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. Mm-hmm. We heard it there, everyone. <laughs> I, need, I need Josh with me. <laughs> yeah, seriously, next time we'll hopefully have Josh and Kat on with us and we can just all four kind of chat about life and all the things, you know. But I'm happy you're on. I hope that you guys took something from this and share it with, you know, your husbands or whoever in your life that is going through all of this or been through this, um, just from a male's perspective, um, be sure to share it and let us know if you want us to do more of like couple things. Um, but we have lots more guests coming up soon. So stay tuned. Um, but thanks for being on, babe. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Sorry. I'm, uh, definitely a little socially awkward. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he has a drink in his hand. <laughs> <laughs>